Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Today I'm reviewing a conversation Joe had with Rene De Resta, uh, podcast 1263. It's a good one. I first heard Rene on Sam Harris's podcast um, because Joe was talking about some lady that had um, discovered this like Russian bot infiltration, blah, 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 and, was, and he was saying that it was on Sam Harris's podcast. So I listened to that one. It was good. Really enjoyed it, so it was cool to have Renee on. A lot of the same things I'd kind of heard before, um, but she explains things well, and she's an interesting person. So she started out researching something to do with anti-vaxxers and like a, the online kind of support and campaign that is behind them, and then it quickly became, uh, it just was like a rabbit hole of events that led down to this whole election tampering Russian thing, which we've heard a lot about. And uh, it's a really fucking fascinating conversation if you want to know a lot more about that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to start this review. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? So yeah, guys, it's a real fucking problem from what I understand. Uh, she goes into it, so so she starts talking about this kind of rabbit hole that she finds herself down, and you and you've got to listen to the podcast to kind of follow, you know, to put the pieces together of how she got into this work. Painstaking stuff. God bless her. You know, Renee did a lot of work to figure this out, and you know, when no one else really knew what was going on uh, with like these Russian bot farms, and they, she really gets into dissecting how they went about doing this, breaking it down from like how they would learn the nuances of of kind of like the American language to having the agendas that they wanted to push and really positioning themselves. And of course, we, Renee didn't know or her team didn't know what their agenda really was. You know, you can make assumptions like, oh, the Russians probably want this and probably want that. But they were, they ended up, she ended up kind of, working with even different countries that have dealt with heavy propaganda from the Russians to figure out basically what they get up to, kind of where their directions are. And just the fact that that this that country has the resources, the means, and the motivation to go and set this up and to do this, it really begs the question, like, what they would do if they had more power. Look, we know they cheated during the... Uh, Sochi Olympics that they uh, were doping like every single person on their um, Olympic team so cheating is not a big deal to them maybe in Russia that's not even an issue with the culture maybe you know kind of national pride is is just it overtakes everything but you know to what ends what does that mean um, how far are they willing to go with things? And, it, and it's really pretty kind of fucked up stuff, honestly. So, so yeah, once they start to figure out where these farms are, they talk to some guy over in Russia that really knows how these things work and talks about how the teams are separated and how they learn, how they go around um, building up support through certain means. They... I guess some Russian guys even took a trip to the U.S. and were driving around Texas, kind of basically learning the culture, learning what makes us tick, learning what 
pumps us up. And, uh, you know, with Trump denying any Russian involvement or tampering, uh, it's scary. I mean, he obviously knows what's going on, that there were there were some. But because it supports him, he doesn't want to take any credit for it, obviously. Uh, whew, it's just conspiracy theory-ish strong. You know, it's like, it kind of is. Like, look, we have fun believing in conspiracy theories and kind of dipping our toe in that water. But when it starts to become real... It's not as fun anymore. It gets a little bit freaky. And then what does it mean? It's like, oh shit, this is actually happening. Um, you know, wh- what are we going to do about it? You know? I mean, how do we how do we enforce something like that as a government? You know, how does America go around, you know, you can tell another country not to fuck with our stuff but it's hard to even track these things online i don't know much about it i'm not like a computer tech guy so i can't even begin to understand um how they would turn this stuff off but it's a real threat you know i mean it's really like they're spying it's like spy stuff secret agent things one one part of the conversation that renee had with joe was talking about how I guess these Russian sites, so they what they do is they put a web page together, you know, like a Facebook page, and then it's like pro-Hillary or pro-Trump or pro-whatever or anti-Muslim or maybe pro-Muslim, whatever. And then they would set up these rallies close to each other so it would incite violence and even trick other Americans into kind of setting up these pantomimes about, you know, little plays about how Hillary is a criminal and she should be locked up and just really forcing their hand. And and the big thing for me is what impact does that have? You know what I mean? Does it sway elections? I mean, it definitely adds to those fringe groups, people that are either far right or far left. They're always looking for anything that they can to support their claim because they're so desperately holding on to this like extreme position that if somebody's like, yeah, fucking Hillary is a criminal and she did cut someone's head off, you know, those people that hate her are going to be like, yeah, that's true. It's not like they want to sit there and fact check everything. They just want to believe. They want to believe so bad and then justify their end of it. So building hate on those those fringes is not that difficult. But what impact does it have? Do the people in the middle believe it? You know, are they as easily moved? I mean, does it have as much of an impact for them? And that's really where this conversation for me um, kind of struggled to answer it. And, you know, I didn't expect to get all the answers for it. I mean, it's hard. Renee was doing her best, and Joe's just trying to figure it out. But I would have liked to have known, you know. I would. I was hoping that she had some sort of clever way of figuring this out based on, you know, just the numbers of likes and the numbers of looks and how many votes there were in certain areas. And I guess a lot more research kind of needs to go into it. But... It definitely seems like a big problem. And you can only imagine it's going to get worse. You know, she was saying that they're spending as much as $18 million a year on this. I don't know how she got the numbers for what Russia is able to spend on these on these farms and, and how much effort they put in. But, you know, $18 million is is nothing for a country, but it's not chump change. You know, if that was an individual spending $18 million to, like, overthrow a government or to change the elections in a very malicious way, that would be a big fucking problem. That would be some treason right there. Putin definitely wanted Trump in power. I mean, that was no surprise to a lot of people. 
Uh, I guess they thought that they'd think the same, or maybe, you know, Putin could appeal to Trump's kind of, like, masculine, you know, alpha-dominant shit. Maybe he could get further. I guess he'd had a bit of a history with Hillary already and was like, fuck her, I'm not going to deal with this. Um, But to what end, you know? I mean, is Trump being in power actually helping Russia all that much? I mean, whether they are able to change the election outcome as it is, unless they put a shill in place, someone that they really control, I don't know what benefit it is. Though, though Trump does seem pretty happy every time he gets to meet and hang out with, with Putin. He really thinks he's own in that situation. And well, it's funny to me because all I can think about is how easily Putin could fucking kill Trump. I mean, he's a black belt in judo. Trump doesn't work out at all. Trump is like 40% Diet Coke at best. So, you know, I'm sure, sure he'd break in half. I mean, he plays some golf, but what's he going to do? I mean, he's not going to, unless he can hit Putin with a golf club. Putin would just like flip him straight on his head, smash him with the earth. I mean, it's, I don't know, going on a tangent, but this kind of stuff is a little bit terrifying, though. It really is. I mean, it it seems like the kind of thing our government agencies should be really closely monitoring and figuring out how to stop, and there should be more dialogue on it. The fact that this lady had to do so much of this work on her own, and now I don't know if a government agency is, like, helping her or paying for her to figure out how to stop this stuff or, you know, what she's doing with this information, but it's really fucking important that joe had her on just to talk about it and with you know elections coming up not too long what 2020 i mean you know they're going to be at it again so we're going to see if all this information that was brought to light was able like we need to re-educate we need to be at a spot these fake you know fake news pushes that uh, are basically russian bots and it's not even russian bots they're people they're russian people they're working hard to learn our society and culture so they can manipulate it it's it's crazy man you got to check out this podcast really fascinating it's a bit like deep in depth you know so pay attention try not to have too much shit to do while you're doing it while you're listening because you won't be able to follow a lot of it but it, it definitely teaches something important and whether you're that interested in it now uh, you know maybe you're not that bothered because you're young and you got all this shit going on. But eventually you will be. Give it 10 years. This will be really important to you. Understanding how this works. So hey. Pay some attention. I liked it. Thanks a lot for listening. Cheers guys. Bye.